Hello, everybody. Before we start today's podcast, I just want to talk about our charity spotlight, MagicKids.org. MagicKids.org is a 501c3 charity based out of Rochester, Minnesota. They have a goal of putting your unused cards to work to help educate kids on how to play Magic the Gathering. They believe teaching a kid Magic the Gathering will help them with important life skills like critical thinking, reading, and math. They send out these kits from your donated cards called Magic Kits eh, to volunteer teachers and mentors to use to then teach the kids. The, the teachers and mentors use the Magic Kids curriculum called Sort, Build, Play. And what that is, is when the teachers receive the kits, the kids then go through the kits to sort the cards to become more familiar with the cards, see what they like. They then use those cards that they like to build a deck, and then they use those decks to play each other. Sort, build, play. Now, there are a couple ways that you can help out Magic Kids by donating your unused cards, sending some money their way, or becoming a volunteer, mentor, or teacher. To learn more about them and get some more information on how to donate your cards, money, or your time, go check them out at magickids.org or follow them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And from that, let's hit the intro. Welcome to This Week in MTG with your host, Matt Olson. Hello, everybody, and welcome to This Week in MTG, your aggregate news source for all things Magic the Gathering. I am your host, Matt Olson. With me today is just me. You got me. There's some weird scheduling last minute things that happened on on my end so was not able to have danny or jb on this episode but fret not we will still give you the news may it be in just a one-sided view without danny's witty blue black hate which might be important later on or jb's illustrious knowledge on magic as well so with that out of the way, let's give you the breakdown of how this episode is going to go. As always, we start with the weekly finance update, you sillies. Tell you what uh, what cards are doing price-wise. From there, we're going to talk about the last weekend's events. And whew, whew, whew. <laughs> That's so good. So much good stuff. Hit up the upcoming events. Then we're going to jump into the news and then finish this with a deck of the week. And, oh man, the deck is going to be good. So to start off the finance section, as always, we go to mtgstocks.com. They are a very useful tool to check prices of cards, what they're selling at, and how it gives you this nice little graph to show you. So, you know, for like, number illiterate people like myself are able to see oh this is good they also have a weekly winners article that they update every week on friday where they talk about a couple of the biggest jumps and biggest drops of some magic cards and when we record this this is monday night well early tuesday morning now at this point but prices have changed we'll talk about that so First and foremost, we have Inverter of Truth. Those that listened to last week's podcast, this was one that I commented on. So, Inverter of Truth is sitting at 
nine bucks. And this thing, as of last week, was only a 60 cent card. This thing has seen a 1,114% increase. That is a big jump for any kind of card. Now, typically what happens with a big jump like this, it's like, oh, there has to be something. And there is something. There is totally something, and it involves this past weekend events as well and getting hyped up for this past weekend's event. It fits in this Tamir control deck, which is just Tamir inverter deck is what they're called. How this works is Inverter of Truth is a Black Black 2 6-6 Eldrazi Devoid Flying Creature. When it enters the battlefield, exile all cards from your library face down, then shuffle cards from your graveyard into your library. So, if you have no graveyard, you cast this guy, you now have no library, and you have the two open blue-blue mana for, wait for it, Thassa's Oracle. Another, this this win condition card is is now in Pioneer. This this Demir Inverter, Inverter of Truth deck is a Pioneer deck because of this. Thassa's Oracle, again, we talked about it a little bit last week. Blue, blue, one, three, Merfolk Wizard, ETBs. Look at the top X cards of your library where X is your devotion to blue. Put one on top, rest at bottom in a random order. If X is greater than or equal to the number of cards in your library, you win the game. So you have no cards in your library or you have two or less with Thassa's Oracle, you win the game. So the big thing with this is the, the Pioneer decks that showed up in Players Tour, Brussels, and Nagoya loved this card. It took a big percentage of the field. It had a big percentage of the field. Day one was running about 12% of the field. Day two at 14% with a so the the deck the Demir Inverter deck had a forty percent conversion rate. Yeah, this card is crazy. It's going up in price. You got them, sell them. Honestly, I don't think this thing is going to be sitting at this price for too much longer. It's it's having its glory days. Uh, another side note with this: people are comparing it with Thassa's Oracle to the Demir or as the Demir Splinter Twin combo. And I'm a little confused at this. Like a couple weeks ago, we were talking about Heliod and Walking Ballista as the Splinter Twin combo in Pioneer. And now we got this one. You got Inverter Truth? Look at selling them. I don't think it's going to be sitting that long. Next card on our list is Brain Freeze. This is a card from Scourge that reads Blue 1. Target player puts the top three cards of their library into their graveyard. And it has Storm. So, this card has seen a 362% increase, now sitting at $7. This card is jumping up in price because of a Legacy Underworld Breach deck. Underworld Breach, another card from Theros Beyond Death, where this Legacy deck is you mill yourself with Lion's Eye Diamond, Stack up a lot of spells, brain freeze, mill more, cast the lion's eye diamond, get more in your graveyard until you're able to cast that brain freeze and mill your opponent, essentially. So, as of Friday, this card was actually just above 10 bucks, and now it's dipped down to just under 7 So, there's a bit of that price flux there. As of Friday, it was 
10 bucks now it's seven it's going down this legacy deck is still a fun combo-y kind of deck and there's a there's kind of a new not a newish there's a, a pioneer version of this as well with underworld breach but not with brain freeze because brain freeze is not pioneer legal uh it has chronic flooding which is an enchantment from original ravnica same premise you mill yourself you get to Thassa's Oracle. Did I mention that? Yeah, with the brain freeze, you mill yourself or you can mill your opponent, but then you get Thassa's Oracle, win the game. Like, Thassa's Oracle and Underworld Breach doing big things right now. Now we have Ajani, Strength of the Pride, seeing a 111% increase. This one was brought up by JB last week, if uh, you all remember listening. This is a white, white, two, five loyalty, Planeswalker, Ajani, it has a plus one of you gain life equals to the number of creatures you control and plus the number of planeswalkers you control. It has a neg two of create a Johnny's pride mate and a zero if you have at least 15 life more than your starting life total, total exile a Johnny's strength of the pride and each artifact and creature your opponents control. So this deck, this card is a big part I don't know about a big part. It's a it's a part in the mono-white aggro decks. This one kind of got brought to light in a white devotion aggro deck by Jeff Hoagland. He was streaming it a lot, and it's shown up good results. And it's a solid four-mana Planeswalker that enters with five loyalty, goes to six, or, you know, it makes, an, it makes an, a pride mate token. <laughs> Moving to the last card in this, which is strange. Typically they have three, but they have four. They figure that this fourth one is important enough to talk about. We have Mutavolt, seeing a 5% increase, now sitting at 22.24. So this card back in October was like an $8 card, jumped up because of Pioneer. It's seeing play in the aggressive mono black aggro decks, mono red aggro decks. And there's contention in those mono-red decks of how many mutavolts you run. Because if you run a play set of mutavolts, you can't have your Goblin Chain Whirler, which is three red pips, because you, you get a colorless land, you can't cast the Chain Whirler. Go look up some chonky red articles, and they'll definitely discuss about mutavolt versus Chain Whirler and Rabble Master. And those are the cards in that in that play space. But this card is seeing an increase. They wanted to bring it up. This is a, this is just a good card overall. You got them probably look at dipping them out. This card may go to like 10 bucks at some point later on. Now this is the point where we have JB talk about our cheap pickups, but JB is not here. I'll do my best. First on the cheap pickups for this week, we have Crick, son of Yagmoth, at $7.20 record low and going down this is a commander card that came out in commander 19 people were losing their mind because it has the ability for each black in a cost you may pay two life rather than pay that mana whenever you cast a black spell put a plus one plus one counter on crick son of yagmoth so this pretty much makes all black pips frexian mana and people are just losing their mind with this and rightfully so this is a solid card for sure so, record record low and going down. You're looking for this in your EDH deck? Yeah, keep an eye on this. This might be a, a pretty decent time to start picking them up. Next on the cheaps, 
we have Arena Rector sitting at just a little over 10 bucks, low, record low, and stabilizing at this price. So it's been sitting at just about 10 bucks since the beginning of January. This is the White 312 Human Cleric. When Arena Rector dies, you may exile it. If you do, search your library for a Planeswalker card, put it on the battlefield, then shuffle your library. Those of you with your EDH Super Friends decks and are looking for other ways to cheat them out, keep an eye out for this card. Because when Arena Rector first was getting spoiled, this thing was sitting at that $25 plus dollar range. It's dipped down to just under $10, spiked back up during War of the Spark because of all the Planeswalkers, and now it's slowly climbing back down. It's not, it's at its record low, so this thing could be going a little more. And then also we have Chandra, Awakened Inferno, sitting at 13 bucks and 96 cents, record low and stable. This is the new six-man Chandra that can't be countered, that has a plus two of making emblem. Uh, each opponent gets an emblem. At the beginning of your upkeep, this emblem deals one damage to you. This card has been pretty steadily priced for a long time, but just the slight downtick that it's showing, because back in December, it was at just under 15 bucks, 14 bucks, and now it's just it's just starting to climb under 12. If it's going to stay like this, maybe now is a good time to start picking them up. This shows that uh, an 11 to $12 Planeswalker is what this will be sitting at. And maybe pick it up before it finds a place in a new deck. Who knows? And then you'll be happy that you picked it up at 12 bucks. And for big Planeswalkers like this, I don't know. I think 12 bucks is seems pretty fair for, for a powerful Planeswalker like this. And with that, we are going to close out our finance section for all you patient people out there looking for cards but are waiting for them to get in a more reasonable price so from there we close the finance section and we're going to talk about tcg sniper real quick for you patient magic players out there who are looking to pick up some really good cards or any kind of card at a cheaper price go use tcg sniper how they work is you enter a card from TCG player into TCG sniper you get you set a price point of what you want to pay for whatever card you just put in there then you will sit back relax and wait for a notification to come in from TCG sniper when when the entered card meets that desired price really cool site I've used it I've told you about it I've picked up a couple cards and stuff already off of that dropping down in price and I'm like sweet now these at a good deal JB's talked about putting on some sealed product. He has a master. He put a master box on there and got one for a good deal. So go give them a check out. I think they're a very good financial. Not it's not an investment. It's a free site to use. It's a good financial investment to go use these guys and their and their services. We're gonna fly by with some of this stuff really quick because it's late at night for me. And oh, there's so much to talk about. We'll probably we'll probably skim a little bit about it next week with Danny and JB. But with the event results from last week, we had Players Tour Brussels and Nagoya. And oh man, so much awesomeness came from those two events. It was main pioneer, it was the main event. And let's talk about Brussels a little bit. Brussels was won 
by Joel Larsen with his Swedish Sultai Homebrew. This deck is just value. This deck is just value galore. It does everything of filling your graveyard, u- utilizing the things in your graveyard, ripping apart your opponent's hand with thought seas. The the amount of removal that it has with abrupt decay, fatal push, murderous rider, which swift end and stuff. Super super tight, super clean. You watch the match. The last match was so good. If you watched the last match, it was so good because it was Yol Larson against Piter Glogotsky. I am so sorry because I know I totally butchered that. And he was running a Demir Inverter deck. Went to game three. It was so tight, so intense. You You could cut the tension with a knife. It was so good. That's what magic was all about right there. But Yoel Larson came out on top, winning that, becoming your PT Brussels champion. And then the other PT that we had was PT Nagoya, and your champion there was Kenta Harane with Bant Spirits. This one is a this one's a pretty pretty standard spirit build where you have Mausoleum Wanderer, Rattle Change, Spirit. Bell Queller, and then Imperian Eagle to boost all those flyers a little more, and then Supreme Phantom, Supreme Phantom to also give more boosts. And it had a playset of Collected Company just to value instant speed, get more of those creatures in play. Like, it's all creatures. No other spells aside from the, fo- the, the playset of Collected Company. You're guaranteed to be hitting something with this. Everything in here is three and under so that deck super spicy and one thing with uh pt nagoya there were five demir inverter decks in the top eight five as where brussels only had the one but we were talking about the amount of but we were talking about the meta and stuff and demir inverter in both Brussels and Nagoya showed up into really high results along with Azorius Control, Mono White Devotion, Niv to Light, and then Mono Black Aggro was also some of the top top archetypes in the current meta. And then finally in last weekend's events, we're going to close off talking about the SCG Tour, which was cons- uh, team constructed. So in the team open, we had... We had Baumeister, Ingram, and Casis becoming your champions of SEG Richmond. And how this was set up was there was a Pioneer, a Standard, and a Modern deck that each got played. So the top decks that won were Azorius Control, piloted by Baumeister, Demir Inverter, surprise, surprise, piloted by Ingram, and then Demir Wurza, piloted by Casis. Casis. I'm so totally saying that wrong, and I apologize again so yeah with the new urza deck just a little note they got the thopter foundry combo going on in there again and then chucking in were of invention this deck ain't slowing down this deck ain't slowing down with the banning of mox opal at all so good to know that and then a little hit up on the pioneer classic that happened also during seg richmond so your champion for the Pioneer Classic of SEG Richmond was Justin Miller with a Niv to Light deck. Very fun, very 
very standard in the meta right now for Pioneer. The standard classic for SEG Richmond was won by Zach Allen with Azorius Control. This had the had the Dream Trawler, new card from new card from uh, Theros Beyond Death. Also had Elspeth Conquers Death, which is a very hard card to overcome. And another new card in here was the Birth of Miletus. The search your library for a planes saga and make a wall and you gain two life. People were just talking about this being a really good control piece. And it showed this weekend for Zach Allen. And then finally for your modern classic, it was at SEG Richmond, was won by Joe Ambrosio piloting Mono Red Prowess. And this one's just a pretty stock Mono Red Prowess list. But needless to say, still cool to see that. Congrats to everyone. Upcoming events are SEG Tour is having their SEG Philadelphia next weekend, having the main event being Team Constructed as well again. Uh, They'll be having their classics of Modern, Pioneer, and Standard. We'll get results to you, see how the SEG Tour meta is evolving along with the Players Tour meta. Because SCG people saw that Inverter was totally a thing. They were playing them. And let's, we're, we're going to just see if Inverter is going to hold up next week in SC, er, in Player Tour Phoenix, which is the next upcoming event. We have Player Tour Phoenix. So Player Tour coming to America. This is also going to be a pioneer event. And after seeing these games go off, I imagine next Monday we will probably be having some banned and restricted announcements or discussion for sure but that's totally going to be coming afterwards in my opinion i could be completely wrong okay so we're gonna jump to the news here and gonna hit you with a couple things uh first quickie wizards has a new survey out go check it out it's just talking about theros beyond death and how you felt about that whole set and the cards not just the art but how you feel that they're playing Go check it out. Go take the survey. It's always good to be giving Wizards players feedback like this. They need this to keep improving, to hear our words. Link in the description. Go check it out. Fill it out. Totally worth it. And also in quickie news, with Worlds coming on the 14th, with Worlds coming on the 14th, uh, Wizards of the Coast is going to be doing a hosting party with your LGS if they're WPN uh, qualified. And how this is going to go is they're going to be broadcasting at your LGS if they are. Go check, make sure they're WPN certified and they are part of this. But what's going to happen is they are going to be doing a host party for the world's event you're going to be playing standard at that whole time watching the event full-on magic that whole time and if you make it into the top 16 you will get yourself a promo crucible of worlds and the art looks pretty sick on this card by the way so go out support your local lgs and watch some intense magic that's coming with worlds and side note with that, if you still haven't yet, go to wizards.gg to enter your hashtag findyourchampion to win some awesome arena prizes, possibly. 
And another quick thing, uh, another quickie, we have a little bit of Magic Legends news, not really anything special trickling out, but more information of some of the characters and classes that are coming out. They've been dropping more art designs and showing how some classes like Geomancer are going to be working. Go to magiclegends.com, check out information and stuff there. Still a very cool, exciting game. Not too much information has been popping out yet, but we will definitely be hitting you up with more. Another quick one. Uh, we're going to wait to maybe talk about this a little more with JB and Danny, but Mana Strike, Magic's new mobile game, just got released this past week. Uh, I just started playing a little bit. I have been enjoying it. I've been enjoying it more than I thought I was. Uh, if you're interested in checking out more Wizard game, uh, Wizards of the Coast games, Magic games, go check it out. It is now released for all phones. And to kind of close out the news section here, I think we're going to talk about the one of the biggest things is we have a new unset coming out, and they have released some of the cards. So with this new unset, it's called Unsanctioned. And just like all unsets or silver-bordered cards, they're just goofy, lulzy, fun cards to play magic with. They have a... They have a partial spoiler list out and about on the Wizards page. Out and about on the Wizards page. With this set, they have some new cards as along with some old cards getting reprinted. That's right. We're getting some awesome old cards reprinted like Scissors, Scissors Lizard, Rock Lobster, and Paper Tiger. Gotta, gotta love these cards. Uh, there's also gonna be a printing of Sword of Dungeon and Dungeons and Dragon getting in here. Gonna get a reprint of Old Foggy. Getting a reprint of Richard Golf Garfield, PhD, Johnny Combo Player, Cheaty Face. And this is a new card, but kind of one I'm really liking. <laughs> this is flavor wise. Is called look at me on the dci i'm just gonna read this one because i think this is great it's white white five sorcery ban a card other than a basic land card for the rest of the match and this has the uh, reminder text all cards with that name in any zone or cyborg are removed from the match and then the flavor text is few understand the dci's rigorous decision making process and what makes this even better is the art. I'll do my best to describe it. So the art is a very simple, rudimentary stick figure drawing of a guy holding a dart in one hand, a beer in another, blindfolded. And there's a dartboard in front of him with magic cards on it. And he's throwing darts out there to try and ban him. It's, it's, it's good. It's funny. This set I'm excited for. Because of this, I'm actually half tempted to do like a commander deck of silver border cards not all silver border cards but like splashing them in is just like kitchen table house rules at my place just to have a fun deck because you need a lot more fun decks fun games in commander instead of being all straight up competitive edh and stuff like that i think it's totally important to have fun when you play edh you gotta have fun with your edh 
So with Unsanctioned, there are going to be five 30-card decks. Each deck has three unique, unique cards in each deck. And the gist of this whole thing is you're supposed to take two decks, shuffle them up together, and be able to play each other in a fun, awesome manner. Unsanctioned will be coming out the end of February, February 29th, which little flavor went on my uh in, in my opinion but yeah get ready go hi- get hyped you can now pre-order this at your lgs or if you want go to amazon i get guess but i say go support your lgs and that's about all the news we're going to talk about this week again things are a little different just being myself uh being with myself so from there we're going to move to deck of the week now we had a deck chosen out already but I feel it would be I feel it would be in I feel I would not be able to do this one specifically without having JB here because it's a boggles list. I'm going to set that off to the side going to do it next week and the deck that we're going to talk about this week is going to be the Sultai Delirium deck. The Swedish Sultai deck made by Joel Larsen that won P.T. Brussels, just because this is just a good spicy homebrew. This is a good spicy homebrew that won the that won Brussels P.T. So I, th- I think it's, I think it's worth talking about here. So surprisingly, this deck could be a little cheaper for sure. It's deck of the week, not budget deck of the week right now. There could be some easily some things changed and adjusted to make it cheaper. But right now, the overall deck sits at about two or not two hundred, eight hundred and thirty dollars. We can definitely cut down some prices on this. But the gist of the deck is to self mill yourself with cards like Satir, uh, uh, Satter, Satyr Wayfinder. Oh my God, speaking is so hard right now. Milling yourself with Satyr Wayfinder and Grizzly Salvage. You got a four of Satyr Wayfinder, two Grizzly Salvage, so you kind of can fill your graveyard pretty quick that way then you got delirium payoff like traverse the Uvenwald to be able to search for lands and a creature lands or a creature and they have a uh, then then yol also has a ishkana graft widow in here which also feeds off of delirium when you're milling yourself so for those of you that don't remember, Ishkana is a green 4-3-5 legendary creature spider with reach. Delirium, when Ishkana Graph Widow enters the battlefield, if there are four more card types among cards in your graveyard, put three 1-2 green spider creature tokens with reach onto the battlefield. Then it has an activated ability of six black target opponent loses one life for each spider you control. So this is a fun, interesting piece to see of a solid body that can create more bodies to block flyers, which could be valid against the Azorius Azorius control decks that has a couple more flyers, or even the Spirits build that is pretty much all flyers to block and prolong the game just a little bit more. This thing also tops off with Emmercool the promised end as is big delirium beater as well with this thing. It's not really delirium, but it's just cheaper, you know, for card types. Essentially delirium. There's also scavenging news to eat away at your opponent's graveyard, Courser of Crew Fix to gain some life, play cards off your top of your library. 
has Chase Vrin's prodigy to also mill into your graveyard to be able to enable Delirium. And this is one I haven't talked about yet, but it has a playset of Uro Titan of Nature's Wrath. So that is going to be benefiting from filling your graveyard to be able to escape it again for a 6-6 that puts stuff in play and draws you cards and gains you life and does every stupid thing that you want it to. So to make it a little more budget-friendly, you could probably switch those if you want to a Growth Spiral, which is the same, almost the same effect without gaining the life, and no body on it for one cheaper. So it has a couple Planeswalkers in here as well. Yeah, one of, of Liliana, The Last Hope, two Nisha, Nissa who shakes the world. This card is just big mana, and you just want big mana for this deck. This deck looks super spicy, super good. And like I was saying, to cut her da- cut down on the price, change the Uros to Growth Spiral if you're thinking about playing this yourself. So to also lower the price a little bit, you can cut out the Jaces, maybe have Tassiger in there as uh, in, in replacement for it. It fills your graveyard a little bit, and it shaves off another $100. So we're now sitting at a $600 deck. And another big price to shave off here looks like it would be the Thought Seizes, which could get turned over to Agonizing Remorse or the Shrieking Sire, the one mana exile a card from an opponent's hand, non-land card from an opponent's hand. If it's non-black, you also exile a card. And that'll shave you off another $100, and that would put you at 500 which is getting a little closer to what we're looking at. And then the Shocklands and stuff, they're, they're pretty important, but there could be something said about changing some of that around, possibly. But yeah, this deck looks super fun. It did really well in PT Brussels. This deck seems like you got a little more money to put in than you could. I mean, you could cut out the Planeswalkers as well on this thing, and that'll save you, get you down to, like, 450 and, like, looking to change some of the shock lands to just regular tap lands can save you a bunch of money. You could probably get this deck down to, like, 400 to 350 So not too far off of unreasonable, I would say. But this deck, super fun. It played super well. If you want to, like, watch how this played... Go to, you can go watch some uh, deck tech information from Yol Larson that was recorded during the players tour on online. Uh, just type in Yol Larson, you'll get some video clips and stuff, and he talks about them. Well worth it to get a little more deck primer on how to run it. So I think from there, we're going to call this an episode. And anything else you guys want to talk about? No, no, nobody here. Okay, well, y'all have a great morning, great day. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Twitter. I think that's all we got right now. Uh, uh, Questions, comments, concerns, send us an email. From there, let's kick that outro. Thanks, guys, again for listening to this podcast. Please go to thisweekinmtg.com for more information. You can also subscribe on your favorite platform like Spotify, Apple, or Google, or even any of the other platforms that are out there. We're literally everywhere. On Tuesday, every Tuesday, we're going to have new information.
Wait, what's going on? It's Matt again. Did he just crack an Oko? Probably. Does he know that it's banned in every format, basically? Probably not. We're not going to tell him. I think we should keep it this way. Let's do it. Did you guys see this Oko? Oh, God.